Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out Campfire Stories. Did you know that you can tune into our live stream every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on Spotify? That's right. You can listen to our show live every week. But Corinne, you have to tell them the best part. Uh, How could I forget? Want to join the discussion, chat around the campfire, or share your own ghoulish and ghostly story? All you have to do is download the Spotify Live app by following the link in our episode description. Nothing to be scared about. Maybe. You can sign up for free or use your Spotify login to join. Then follow Campfire Stories to get notified when our room is going live and we'll save a spot for you by the fire. So remember, you can listen to Campfire Stories live on Spotify every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, or join us to share your story on the Spotify Live app available now at the App Store. You bring the stories and we will bring you the campfire. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Campfire Stories. I am Corinne. If you are just now joining, I will repeat this multiple times uh, throughout the next five minutes. But as a reminder, Sabrina is living her best life in Europe. She's <laughs> running around. Last I saw, she was in Sintra, Portugal. She was in Parque de Gale in in Barcelona. She's doing really cool things. <laughs> She's probably not even thinking about ghosts, although I know that's not true because she actually DM'd me multiple haunted uh, reels earlier today. So I know she's still thinking about all of you as she runs around and has a great time in Europe. But since I was solo this week, I figured I would invite one of our friends who I'm sure many of you guys uh, are familiar with Sarah Turney. I'm going to invite Sarah to the stage in just one second. Uh, but if you don't know, Sarah is a host of a few true crime podcasts, Voices of Justice, and also Disappearances on Spotify. And she advocates for um, victims of crime um, and, and true crime. Well, I shouldn't... Let me invite Sarah up. I shouldn't just talk solely about Sarah without letting her be, be up here. Okay. Sarah, can Hi, you yeah. Can you hear me? Hi, yes. Hi. Thank you for doing this. Of course. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Well, I was so excited when I asked you to do this and you didn't even blink. You were just like, yep, done. That sounds so fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. I'm 100% on board. No, this is going to be great. But yeah, uh, like you said, I, I host uh, Voices for Justice and I also host a podcast called Disappearances with Spotify, which is kind of how we met. So I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I know. Me, you and Lainey and Sabrina all met a few weeks ago at Spotify. Lainey was with us last week too, because Sabrina's uh, gone for, for two weeks, missing two weeks of Campfire Stories. So it was nice to meet you guys all there. It was so fun. Yeah, no, that was a super fun trip. It was really great to meet everybody and just kind of like be together. I don't know. I feel like it's been a long time since I've got to hang out with people like that. So it was great. I agree. Yeah, it was nice. And too, I mean, I know that we've been in the pandemic forever, but I feel like I still socially sometimes get a little like, you know, awkward, kind of like, should I be doing this? Should I not? And so I feel like sometimes I don't really take the steps to be as social as I should be. And it was really nice to just get to be with everybody and and meet you in person. Um, So I'm glad we get to do this. Um, Okay. So last week with Lainey, I had people in the chat type a few questions, kind of like paranormal-ish interview questions for you, Sarah, to kind of get the war- the room warmed up to you. So if Ooh. you're down, I'll have everybody come up with a few questions for you right now. And then I'll yeah, read them sure. too. So you guys put them in the chat and then I'll, I'll read them to Sarah. But Sarah, are you familiar? I'm going to ask you the same question that it's been like Sabrina and my favorite question for the past few weeks. Do you know what a cryptid is? Are you familiar with cryptids? Yes. I'm not sure I could name a ton, but I have just recently learned a little bit about them. Okay. So our question that we've been asking is if you could go on a date with one, and basically by saying you can go on a date, that means like the cryptid will not kill you. Like you're not going to be abducted or like sucked into another dimension. (laughs) You're going to be completely safe. This is the best date you've ever been on. You basically just get to interview this cryptid and have the best time of your life. Who or what cryptid would you go on a date with? 
Okay, maybe it's a little cliche, but I think I would choose the Loch Ness Monster. Like, don't judge me. No, I'm not judging you. I love that answer. (laughs) Well, like one, it kind of looks like a dinosaur, so already obsessed. Two, it's a story I grew up with like my whole life. I I think it's like obviously probably one of the more popular ones you would know better than I. Um, But how cool, like the things the Loch Ness Monster has seen, like the way that it could probably just like laugh at all the people trying to find it. I don't know. I, I could see that being really fun. Oh, I agree. I'm also, I mean, I don't know a ton about the Loch Ness Monster, but I grew up in Vermont, which we have our own Nessie, our own version, which is Champ the Sea Monster. So I'm fully on board with you saying that. Like I'm obsessed with the, with it. And also not to get all conspiracy there, but I feel like it makes sense, right? Like there's so many creatures that we don't know. And maybe it's not like the exact version of a cartoon that we, that we see depicted, but there's gotta be something, right? Like there are things. In the water? I don't know. I think so. I mean, and again, I'm just hoping that it's like dinosaurs still here on Earth. That's like my secret hope and wish totally. for that is that I just like find that place and I finally get to meet a dinosaur because I'm actually well, a child. Chickens. <laughs> chickens are dinosaurs. <laughs> it's true. I have met a chicken, so that's fair. And I think what, crocodiles, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's or a alligators. Few birds. I never know the difference. Yeah. Birds. <laughs> there's, you're like Sarah. You've met so many dinosaurs. <laughs> You've met so many. It's just not, not in their ancient form they've evolved so to be fair to you exactly yeah yeah they're not like the big like it looks like a brontosaurus almost it's very exciting it is it is well maybe i don't know there's like crazy things going on in the world right now maybe we're i heard somewhere that we're trying to bring back certain dinosaurs so maybe it will happen for you oh my gosh we need jeff goldblum to be like this is a bad idea like where's he at? <laughs> he's busy busy on a disney plus looking looking at things and being <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Um okay, wait. A, a question from the chat. Madeline asked, "What has been your best Halloween costume?" Oh my gosh. Okay, so I think one of my favorites was and hopefully this isn't a spoiler to anybody, but like the first season of Walking Dead, the you know, the show about zombies. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the, what's her name? Lori. Gosh, it's been so long now. I forget. She was pregnant. Right. <laughs> and so everybody's like, wait, like, is the baby going to be a zombie? At least I was, I was like ready for this twist. Right. And so I actually got <laughs> one of those bellies. Like the, it's like this erupting pregnant belly where a zombie baby comes out. Um, so I was, I was, yeah, oh I was, God, where do you find Spirit that? Halloween. Um, I, I, what? I dated somebody who worked there at that time. He always worked there seasonally. So like on November 1st, we get all the Halloween stuff. And so I actually had, uh, you got all the good products yes. before they got taken off the shelf. You had the in. Oh yeah. They like reserve it. Like, don't let them fool you. Like all the employees like put everything behind and on November 1st, it's all there. So I had this baby belly just waiting forever. And then I was obsessed with the walking dead, put it on. And it was, um, I was the guest of the season finale for season one of walking dead. I was wrong, but it was a great costume and it was super fun. <laughs> I did everyone know who you were. No, I had to like, I literally put on a name tag that was like Lori. Um, but you know, it was a fun, it was a fun conversation piece. And then like you press the button and the baby came out like screaming. It was great. Oh my God. <laughs> I need to see a picture of this or a video. <laughs> if you have a video of it all going down. That's Perfect. amazing. I'll try to find one. Yeah. You know what? I, I don't think anyone needs to recognize you in a Halloween costume because I am a firm believer that Halloween costumes should be for the person wearing them. Like it should bring you joy and a thrill to be in the costume and and nothing else matters. Oh, exactly. I don't think I even did anything fun. I literally just like, I think I like handed out candy that year. You know what I mean? So it's this inside joke and people are like, what is this lady doing with this belly thing? (laughs) What is happening? Like, we're not going to that house. No, I think it sounds awesome. I would totally be first at your door. Okay. I have two more questions from you for the, from the chat. And then we will get into ghost stories, which by the way, to everybody in the room right now, there is no topic. So it's a free for all tonight. You can come one, come all with your paranormal experiences. Um, okay. But Sarah, for you, if you had a superpower, what, what would you want and, and how would you use it? And this is from Lindsay Wolf. Oh, 100%. I want to be able to read people's minds so I can solve crimes. I don't know how I would prove that in court yet, but if I could read people's minds and like yeah. know exactly what they're thinking and what happened, um, that would be the power I would choose because trying to figure people out is hard, you know, especially I do true crime. So it's like, just mm-hmm. cut to the chase. I don't want to sit here and speculate anymore. I, like, I want to know the truth. I want to know if you're a good person or a bad person. Um, so yeah, that would be what I would choose. I feel like that is still 
reading minds is kind of a tough one though, because while you might get the answers that you want, I feel like there's a lot where you'd have to, or I'm speaking for myself here. I think my anxiety and my fear of what other people, the negative things that other people think of me would get to me. And so I'd have to really practice like focusing on exactly what I need from their thoughts rather than just someone ridiculing me and getting really stuck on that. <laughs> Listen, it's not easy. I watch True Blood. I understand the challenges that come with being able to read minds, at least right? hypothetically. And but... also like, hello, intrusive thoughts. I don't want people to know those. <laughs> just driving over a bridge and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just zip off onto the side. <laughs> no one should know that. No one should hear those thoughts. Life. I mean, I feel like I couldn't tell people like I would just have to use it secretly and then like, I don't know, somehow fish out like maybe mm-hmm. the locations mm-hmm. of like clues and things I'd be like, look what I found. And then no one will kind of know how I do it. And then I just, yeah, oh. and I just solve crime and nobody understands why. Uh, but I obviously can't tell them about my gift because I'm going to be experimented on, you know, it's very complicated. I know. I know. It's almost it's almost like a smidgen of being psychic because I feel like for people that are psychic or for people that are mediums, they're not necessarily the ones reading the other person's mind, but they're they're the spirits are tattletaling on on other people to them. So it's like the spirits are reading the minds and understanding what's going on and then repeating it to others. So I just yeah, that's a great superpower. It's a difficult one, but I think you would do well with it given all that you've done yeah. with not having that superpower and still paving the way uh, in the ethical true crime space. Yeah, I'm ready for the yeah. responsibility. Okay, well, bring it on. Maybe you'll get it. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, this is a paranormal podcast, Sarah. Never say never. We believe in everything. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I want to have all the fun and use all my imagination. Right? Okay. Have you had a paranormal experience? So it's hard to say. I think back because I I figured you were going to ask this question. This is like the one thing I was like, I know they're going to ask me about this. And I don't have a great story, but I have a true story, right? So I I remember as a kid, we had this mirror. It was like the stand-up mirror. And for no reason at all, I was like out in the middle of the night. And I swear I saw like a girl in a Victorian dress in this mirror. And granted, I watched a lot of horror movies growing up, but I did not watch a movie that was similar to that. It was like not a character I could identify. It was just like legit a child in this mirror. And then um, I went back to like, you know, see it again or whatever, and it was mm-hmm. gone. So it's not a great story, but it's a true story. And it's, uh, it's, yeah. It's a paranormal encounter, nonetheless. You definitely yeah. experienced something. But it, yeah, I think so. I think that that's a great experience to share because that's oftentimes what a paranormal experience is. It's a blip of something. It's sometimes, I think everybody anticipates being in this position where you see something and you're screaming and you're like a ghost, but sometimes it's not really clear what's going on. And you're kind of like almost debunking yourself uh, until you realize like, oh, whatever I saw doesn't entirely make sense. And that's odd. and, And perhaps it was a paranormal experience. (laughs) <laughs> no, I like, and I, it stuck with me and I have the worst memory. I have like no memories from childhood. Right. But that has always stuck with me. Also, I don't know if this counts because forgive me, I'm new to this space and you are definitely the expert, but I feel like stuff mm. around my house, like moves. And then when I go to look for it again, it's suddenly there. You know what I mean? Like the other day I was looking for the ketchup, yes. like, so, like so, so stupid, right? I'm looking for the ketchup and I'm like, where is it? And I close my fridge and I get frustrated and I open it back up and it's right where I looked for it. And that happens like at least once a week with something in my house. Okay, the same exact thing happens to me all the time. And it is 100% paranormal. I don't know if it's spirits grabbing it. I don't know if, you know, maybe it's like some weird time slip parallel universe. I I don't know. I have no idea what it is, but it has happened to me my whole life. And at my parents' house, which is pretty notoriously haunted, um, it happens often and we've just kind of gotten used to saying like, okay, I'm going to come back in this room in one hour and my cell phone should be exactly where I left it, okay? And then it will be there. <laughs> Otherwise, it's yes, just like, I like, have to be like, all right, I guess I'll have to like wait an hour or four hours or however long it takes to show up again. Yes, like it's like there's no science behind it that I can prove, right? But it's, it'll happen. I'm like, stop messing with me. And then like, I like turn around and it's there, I swear. So I am like speaking out yeah. to people like, please don't tell anyone, uh, everybody in this chat, this super secret chat. But yeah, I like have to like, I like verbally <laughs> speak out. And I'm like real funny or whatever. And then, and then I turn around and it's there. I don't know what's happening, but something's happening. Uh, 
I don't know either. Here's the thing. Sabrina and I are always like, you know, obviously we love the paranormal, which is why we do this. But we're also the first people to be like, we don't know anything about anything, you know? Like when it comes to the paranormal, Me, there's there's no <laughs> real answers. And for most of life, there's not. So we're like, it's fun to theorize. It's fun to think about. But we don't, we don't actually have any real answers here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know why this is happening, but it definitely is. Yeah. Well, we're about to hear a whole lot of ghost stories and paranormal experiences yes. from everybody else in this chat. Just to uh, remind everybody or or keep everybody uh, up to date or in the loop who've joined after, Sabrina is last week, she was in Italy for her sister's wedding. And this week, she's taking a much deserved um, week of vacation, tr- doing some travels in Europe. So she is... She was like, should I still come? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the time zone is like 2 a.m. there. So I'm not sure you should or would be able to make it to Campfire Stories. Um, so graciously, Sarah Turney has stepped in as my co-host today. Sarah hosts two podcasts. One is Voices for Justice. And then also with Spotify hosts, the podcast Disappearances. So very lucky to have Sarah um, Sarah and I are going to listen to all of your encounters that you guys have, and there is no theme. So whatever goes, I am looking at the speaker requests right now, and I am first going to bring up Barb. So Barb, I'm going to give you a few moments right now to uh, make sure you're by your phone. And then after that, I'm going to bring up Lindsay. Okay. All right, Barb, you are on the stage. Hello. Hi, Barb. Hi, Hello. <laughs> um, so I'm not Welcome. sure if it's like okay to talk about, but I had something happen with um, my ex and he, um, like it has to do with kind of like a, S- a SA thing. Um, not with me, but with a child. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah, so I don't have to like go into it, but just know that okay. happened. And, um, so after we broke up, um, I had this crazy, um, thing happen where I think it, I'm, I'm assuming it was like sleep paralysis, basically. Mm-hmm. Like I was laying in my bed and then all of a sudden it, it was like, he was laying on top of me and I felt like, um, I felt him bite my side and it just got harder and harder and harder until I woke up. And then I, it wasn't, it wasn't just done. It was like the feeling just like dissipated, you know, and I couldn't move. It was the weirdest thing. Um, and (laughs) I like freaked out. I was like, if I can't, or if, if I have a bite there when I get up, like, so help me, but nothing was there. Did you ask about it in the morning? Did you say like, no, I, I was alone. Oh my gosh. <gasps> oh. No, I was alone. This was in my apartment. He was already like, in, he was in jail. Like he's in jail. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, one, I'm sorry that all of that happened. <laughs> you know, like you would do experience being with him and, and everything. Yeah. It came after. And I'm sure, you know, like having known someone who did that and went to jail for it is, is tough in and of itself. But to experience that the paranormal aspect of feeling like that person is is there with you inviting on you. That's like, that's a very traumatic thing. And it initially what comes to mind is when there's negative stuff that happens, oftentimes there are other mm-hmm. negative energies that are attracted to that. And so I'm, I'm curious if maybe there are some dark energy around you that kind of was like, here's a chance to kind of, you know, take, take advantage of the situation and almost, almost like a sleep paralysis situation where it was just using what you already had fear about as its medium to, to create more fear. I don't really know. Yeah, it's very possible. I've never really experienced anything paranormal personally. That's the pretty much the closest I've gotten, but, and I don't usually dream about things that I know, like being in my own room and stuff like that. So the fact that like I was in my own bed and like with somebody I knew, like it was really strange. Yeah. Eric in the chat said, he said, to me, it seems like a manifestation of traumatic energy. Probably. Yeah. 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 
Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> shoot, that's really yeah. scary part. I'm it's so crazy. Sorry. I know. Sorry to start you off like that, but um, oh. but yeah, um, definitely went through you know therapy and all that, and everything's good now. But uh, yeah, it was a wild experience. Good. Did you go to therapy in person or? Yes. Yeah. This was like right before COVID and all that, and um, it was really helpful. So <laughs> good. Yeah. Therapy is definitely a life-changing. I've been in and out of it for a very, very long time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Childhood. Um, I, I asked if you were in person because in the chat, Brittany said, uh, she said, oh, well, at the time I opened up about my experiences with my, to my therapist, the line kept dropping randomly. So I'm like, oh my gosh. It's, it's awful to think that like, you know, the opportunity, well, I guess we have it here too. Sometimes we're when people are trying to share yeah. experiences, you're like trying to finally open up about it or tell people about it. And then there's always these awful interferences. So. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Well, Barb, thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate, <laughs> yeah, thanks I appreciate for having me. <laughs> openness. And yeah, I hope that never happens yeah, to you again. Seriously. Thank you, Barb. Thanks. <laughs> thank thanks. you. Have a good one. I forgot to ask Barb's cat's names. Every time there's an animal in the photo, I like to know the names. <laughs> That's a fair question. Right? I know. Okay. I said I would... Maybe she can tell us in the chat. I, yes. Yes. Barb, please let us know. Okay. I'm going to give a little bit more of a heads up for people who I'm going to bring up next so people have a little more time. So I said I was going to bring up Lindsay next. And then after that, I'm going to bring up Kelsey. And then after that, I'm going to bring up Marcus. So you guys have some time. And Lindsay, you are now on stage. Hello. Hi, Lindsay. Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. So I, Corinne, I actually met you on our meet and greet. So that's super exciting. Sarah, I've never listened to your podcast, but I think I will. Oh, yeah. um, oh thank you. <laughs> dogs in the photo. Um, the black one is Echo. He's one years old. And then Hachi is the white one. She's 11 years old. And then we actually just got a new addition. Uh, my roommate got a dog named Trevor. I can definitely post pictures of him. He's like oh this my. tiny little chihuahua looking guy with oh big pointy ears. Super cute. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, yes, so I'm super excited. Please. Okay. Um, so I have a whole bunch of stories. The one I wanted to tell was one that happened in Deland. So I grew up in Orlando, Florida. Um, I found myself living in Deland and I was roommating with my sibling who was looking for a job. And they found this lady on Craigslist who was like, hey, I'm going to start up paranormal, paranormal tours in Deland around Halloween. And so... The two of them started doing a lot of historical research. I don't know if you guys knew this. Do you, do you know about Casadega? I think you've talked about it on the podcast before. I do not. It's okay. Florida? Yeah. So Casadega, Florida is a spiritualist camp. It's actually named after Casadega somewhere else that you talked about oh. on the podcast. But Casadega, Florida is like full of like psychics and mediums. I think it's supposed to be on a I think Sabrina talked about this one time. Yeah. yeah. And there's like a creepy cemetery where if you sit on the devil's chair, then he like possesses you or something like that. Anyway, so that's like all in the same area. They, my sibling and her cohort named Anne, they were running these paranormal paranormal tours. And one of their stops was the Putnam Hotel, which is this like six-story, dark, dank, creepy-looking place that could never hold a business. It, there was like a lot of mafia things happening back in the day, um, a lot of fires, a lot of like murders and horrible things happened. And um, people would go in and like squat and say like all these horrible things happened. And so like we're walking around having this little, you know, tour and everything. My sibling was doing the historical part. And then um, the lady was doing like the creepy part. And she would like pull out this ghost radar. And it's like just this app. And she'd be like, okay, put it on airplane mode. And you're going to get a whole bunch of words because the spirits are trying to speak with you with these words. And highly recommend not doing that at night. Super creepy. <laughs> sometimes you get like a word every five minutes it's like oh this isn't relevant or anything but then all of a sudden like 20 words will start start popping up and they'll all be like something relevant to like what you're experiencing right then and there so it's kind of crazy anyway so we stop at the Putnam Hotel and everybody's like oh let's go see if we can get inside and me being the smart person I am was like absolutely not I'm gonna stay right here on the sidewalk so as everybody's like going inside I see like it was like a shadow person, like creep around the corner, like go from like the bush to the building and then like go around the building. And there was nobody else. In the Hell no. So I was just sitting there. Yeah. yeah and they no, all had like their that. ghost radars on and then they came back and they're like, oh my gosh, there was so much stuff happening. And I'm just like, thank goodness I wasn't there. So that's, that was my view from the sidewalk. <laughs> 
it like came in, it like found you. It was like, oh, you don't want to go in too bad. Hi. Right. Yeah. And like the way it moved, it was like, it was sneaking. It was definitely sneaking. I hate that. Just, I hate the the safety thing. So it's, movement has so much to do with how spooky things appear. It's like the creeping, it's the crawling. It's honestly just, I feel like when spirits run, it's not even as scary as when they're just like walking normal speed. It's just terrifying. (laughs) Yes. Did anyone else in the group? Yeah see it no because they were all like on the other side of the building so like this happened on like towards the right side of the building the street lights were behind me mind you and then they were all like on towards the left side of the building because there was like a restaurant entrance so that's where they were gonna like go see if they could go inside (laughs) so like nobody else saw it i was just like standing there by myself on the sidewalk Yeah. Did you tell anyone? Like, did oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm like, is that a normal thing there? Did other people know that there's a spirit or, I guess, a shadow person lurking? Yeah. Well, apparently, there's like a lot of things in that particular hotel. Um, It might have even been burned down by now. I think I remember something crazy happened um, a few years ago. I'll have to like look into it and email you guys. But um, there was always something crazy happening. Like people would go in there and squat and then they would be like, wow, never going in there again. I was possessed by a demon or something to that extent. Um, And like I said, like a lot of murders would happen there. Like just kind of like domestic kind of murders where like one friend was like, wow, I'm going to murder you now or something like that. Um, But I think the, the mafia had a lot of bad things happen in there as well when it was first built. The land is a very haunted town. There is... um a fire and everything in the entire town and burnt down a lot of buildings and killed a lot of people. So like, there's a lot of buildings that have that kind of history to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can like follow around the ghost with your little ghost radar and see what they have to say. Oh, that's cool though. I kind of want to yeah, That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. So highly recommend going if you're ever in central Florida. Florida just has everything going on. <laughs> you're like Florida. <laughs> everything everything's haunted in florida i st- saint augustine Absolutely. is still top okay. of my list for florida i gotta get there yeah there's a really cool cemetery um i think it's tolomato cemetery that it's it's named after a chief i believe i'm getting this history wrong i'm sure but that one is a pretty neat one to kind of investigate and just be around there's like a, a very like it's not even a heavy presence it's just you can tell like there's a lot of history in that cemetery Okay, I just wrote it down because I want to look this up. That sounds awesome. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. We, we people who have been to Casadega. That's really cool. Other people? Oh, in the chat. Yep, in the chat. Yeah, that's so cool. And Amazing. the devil's chair. Yeah, the devil's chair. They say if you leave a beer on it, the next morning it'll be open and drink. Well, <laughs> I feel like that's most places, right? Yeah. There's no explanation for that. Yeah, it's like the, the Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon, that one. Have you seen that video clip where Ozzy is like, someone snuck in my room and drank my beer. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's you, you're the beer thief. <laughs> that's, that's what it's reminding me of. It's like, all right, I'm sure everyone's just drinking that beer. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, Lindsay, thank you so much for sharing that. Thanks, guys. Have you a great too. night. Bye. Thank you, too. Just, I write down all of these places as people tell them because I'm, Sabrina and I are always like, oh, we need to go on a haunted road trip. That's our dream. And I'm like, well, now we have like a thousand places per state to go. So, well, you got I know. It. You we'll stop by your house there. We'll pick you up for a few of the trips. Yes, please come over here and you can help me figure out why all my things are moving. I know. Are, would that scare you? Like, do you, do you like going on ghost tours and that sort of stuff? So I've never done it, but I want to, like, I want to go and I will like, so forgive me, right? Because I feel like everything I'm going to say is cliche. Like, you know, so much better than me. Like when people are telling their stories, I'm just going to be like, oh my gosh. And you have like all these thoughtful answers. But (laughs) like when I used to watch like those BuzzFeed videos and I think it was Shane was the one that was like, he would just like shamelessly like taunt the ghost or like lay in the place you're not supposed to lay. Like, I feel like Mm. that's going to be me until until I get a reckoning, you know what I mean? Until something really happens and then I have to like profusely right. apologize. So that that's how I see that going, but I'm definitely down. Yeah. Okay, well, so I'm not sure I want to go with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you're like, that's actually really disrespectful, then I won't. But if they're like, no, people like, when you step there, something happens. Like, I'm going to step there. 
you touch the button that says do not press. Yeah. That's why I'm here. That's you. (laughs) As long as I'm not disrespectful, then yes. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't really know. I feel like Ghost Adventures, like all, all of those shows basically builds their entire show around kind of taunting ghosts for the most part. So I'm not really sure, but yeah, I, 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 after this is year five of Sabrina, well, we're going into year five of doing the podcast. And so we've heard a lot of ghost stories and I just feel like there are so many, like the scariest, darkest experiences that we hear oftentimes start with the use of a Ouija board or taunting something that they shouldn't have. It just always starts with people that don't think anything's going to happen. And that's why it makes me nervous to think about like pressing the button or stepping in the spot or doing what you're not supposed to. When it's like so real, like, you know, me like an idiot walking in and being like, I don't think anything's going to happen. Then I'm like, something happened. Like that's like, it's just, it's so real. Yeah. I mean, well, you live on the West Coast, so you're you're closer to Zach Bagan's museum. You know, and, I hear all about this thing. Yeah. And I've, I've never been. Well, if you ever get the opportunity, I haven't been either. But if you get the opportunity to go, maybe that's your, your chance to kind of see and test things out. There's definitely some waivers you have to sign, some things that you're not supposed to take pictures of or touch or do anything like that. So yeah, let's do it. I'll do it. Come on. Come on, come Come on. Come at me, bro. I'm going to get so humbled by these experiences. Don't mind me. I'm going to be so humbled so fast. Oh my gosh. Um, All right. Well, let's see what experience we have to hear about next. Kelsey, I'm bringing you up. And then after that is Marcus. All right, Kelsey, you are on stage. Hi, Kelsey. Hi. (laughs) Can you hear me? How are you? Hi. Sorry. I was trying to get all the animals fed really quick before I came up. How many animals do you have? Um, We have two mini pigs, um, two horses, and three dogs. Oh, my God. Yeah, I never thought that mini pigs were, like, really a thing. And then um, we got these, and they're, like, two years old. And the male, I think he weighs, like, 55 pounds, and our female is only, like, 40 pounds. Wait, so they actually do stay relatively mini? I mean, mini for yeah, pig standards? Like, yeah, definitely <laughs> mini for pig standards. My daughter used to do pigs for 4-H and like the guy that we would go and help castrate pigs with, he had a boar that was like 500 and something pounds. It was insane. I oh, love wow. pigs. I tear up in the presence of pigs. But sometimes there's pigs that are so big that I think I would faint of fear if they got like a little too close to me. And I think that's the same. Like this thing was so huge. Like it was the size of a horse, but like just big around. Like he was massive. It was terrifying. His name was Goliath. Goliath. Okay, wait, give us a a quick list of your animals' names. Oh, Okay, so um, my two horses are mares. Their names are Sage and Ruthie. And then, oh my goodness, I said three dogs. I want to name my future kids that. I love that. (laughs) The puppy in the picture, his name is Ko. He's only five (laughs) months old. He has a broken leg right now. So poor boy is stuck inside. And then um, we have two more that are German short hairs like him. We have Lacey. She's 11 years old. And then we have Captain. And then we have a great Dame named Crude. And then our mini pigs are sweet and sour. (laughs) (laughs) My girl's name is them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> Kelsey, job. what are your experiences? What spooky things are you going to show? Or doesn't have to be spooky. It can be heartwarming. Oh, goodness. They, they're kind of spooky. I have so many. Okay. I'm going to have to email you <laughs> because it's like I have a skinwalker thing from my husband. And then my mother-in-law died two years ago. And we've had a ton of experiences since she passed I'm away. Sorry. And then I have a creepy kid. <laughs> so and then I have like some heartwarming stuff too oh yeah it's been insane the last like six years so I think something's following me but I'm not exactly sure what it is but so the story that I was gonna share um we live in Arizona which is just haunted all over anyway but my Can husband <laughs> right <laughs> and so my husband works away from home he doesn't anymore, but he was gone like 30 days at a time. And then he don't maybe home for eight days. 
And so we were living in this house and we just had our oldest daughter then. And she was only three years old at the time. And, uh, anytime he would go, stuff started happening. And I was like, Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it sounds so weird, but like, you know, the push pins that you use on like a cork board. Yeah. I found them like in random places Mm -hmm. in the walls in my house. Like there was a wall Mm. between the toilet and like the bathtub. And there was like one in the wall between there. There was one in the wall between my daughter's, like above my daughter's white light switch. And she was too short to be able to put it up there. And I would just find find them random places. And I was like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Well, my husband was home and we had a party. So we had like all these ice chests like in the um, carport. And then he left the next day, got on an airplane. And I stayed the night at my mom's house. I came home the next day and the ice chest was moved and it was like in our backyard. And so I thought somebody had broken into our house. So I called the police and they looked and there was like no way anybody could have gotten into our house. I was like, oh, somebody might have come onto our property and moved it. We lived on like five acres. Well, the next day I left, I came back home. I let my dogs out into the backyard. I go in to take a shower. I come out of the shower to let my dogs back inside. And we had two separate gated areas in the backyard. And I opened the back door to where the dogs couldn't have gotten to. And there was a dead black bird on the doorstep. And like, I'm terrified of birds. <laughs> so I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this was not here when I just let them out. But I let it go. I let the dogs in, went to bed. Next morning, I went to go leave. And so I drove like the half mile to get to our gate. I open our gate. As I'm going to open our gate, there's a dead black bird next to where the gate opens. And I'm like, okay, what? What? This feels very... Yeah, dark and taunting. Yeah. So I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. The next day, it was one in front of our front door. And then the day after that, it was one by the driver's door of my truck. And I was like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> so then my daughter, I went to go put her to bed that next night. And I'm sitting on the foot of her bed, reading her a story. And I look to the left. And she had different curtains on the, like, covering her uh, window. Like, I had black curtains up there, or I had navy curtains up there. And, like, they were black silk curtains. What? And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I literally thought that somebody had been breaking into my house. Like, I had been going through a nasty divorce with her dad. And so I was like, okay, like, he's having somebody mess with me. Like... Somebody is breaking into my house. Something has to be going on. I called the police. Like the police like did an entire sweep again. And they're like, woman, you're crazy. Like there's nothing going on here. So two nights later, my husband's cousin comes over and her and I are cooking dinner. I put my daughter to bed and she's in her room and I see her bedroom light going on and off. And I am like, what the heck is going on? And I open the door. She is laid in bed with her eyes closed. Like there's no way that she could have gotten up and turned the light (gasps) off and back on as quickly as it was. And so I wake her up and I'm like, Remy, were you messing with the light? What, What were you doing, sweetie? And she goes, no, mommy, no. And I go, okay, well, what what's going on? Like, why was your light turning on and off? And she goes, it's the man. Oh no. Three years. I was thinking you were about to give her nightmares for waking her up and being like, what's happening? But she gave you nightmares. (laughs) Yeah, no. And so she goes, It's the man. And I'm like, What? And she goes, The man that I see outside my window. And I'm like, Oh my God, what is happening right now? And then I go, But honey, what about the light? And she goes, It's the man that's messing with the light fixtures. Three-year-old using the word light fixture. And I was like, okay, I'm going to lose it. So his cousin walks out of the room to go get our things. Cause I was like, we're leaving the house. I don't know what is in here, but we're leaving the house. She goes to walk into my bedroom and I can see my bedroom from where she is. She goes to turn on the light and she goes, can you please just effing stop? And she goes to turn on the light and the light turns on and the entire fan and light in my room starts shaking back and forth. 
like something out of a horror movie, like nothing I have ever seen. I I grabbed my daughter and I ran out of the house barefoot, threw her in the backseat. Like we lived on old country roads. So like, I didn't even put her in a car seat. I was like, we are getting the hell out of here. And then I will put you in your car seat. Like, I don't know what is happening right now. And I didn't go back to the house for a couple of days. And then I went and I staged the house and then nothing happened again after I staged it. We lived in the house for another four months. Um, and that was the last experience that we had there with it. Wait, what happened to the curtains? Right? I have no idea. Like it still messes <laughs> with my mind so much. Like I go back and think at it and I'm like, what the heck happened? Like my husband thought I was completely psycho until he had his experience with skinwalkers and then had a recent experience with his mom. And then he's like, I am so sorry for like thinking that you were crazy back then because I now know that stuff can be really weird and happen. I'm I'm just flabbergasted. I'm like, right? <laughs> I have spent the last, gosh, it's been the last five years trying to figure out what the heck happened. And like, yeah, I still have no idea. But my ex-husband had, his dad passed away while I was pregnant with my oldest daughter. And he gave him an ultrasound picture when they took him to cremate him. So I've always felt like he's followed my daughter around. But like, I know he wouldn't have been like an evil, like scary presence. So like, part of me has thought that maybe he was trying to fight whatever was there. And maybe he was the man she was seeing. Um, and so that's why like the other stuff was happening, but like maybe he was trying to protect her. Cause like, she didn't sound like she was scared of the man that she was seeing, but I have no idea. Yeah. And the light fixture thing, it might just be like the ultimate, like dad, grandpa move, just like check, right. The electrical, you know, well, and tip top shape. Yeah. And then my grandpa was an electrician. He passed away before I was ever born. So like, I never even got to meet him, but I was like, okay, there are a couple men that were older that could be connected to her in some way that she could have seen. And maybe that's why she wasn't scared of the man she was seeing. But the other stuff that was happening, I'm like, how is any of this explained? But literally, as soon as I saged the house, nothing happened in that house um, again. Like, I've had a ton of stuff happen since then, but nothing else happened in that house. Well, it's almost like you have a menagerie of, of animals at your house and you had a menagerie of, of ghosts and spirits and different entities. And perhaps, yeah, the sage worked or the cleansing worked to get rid of whatever negative energy was there. And then whatever relatives or guardians had also maybe been there to kind of intervene when need be realized the job was done and they didn't need to to be quite as present and could take kind of like a back seat yeah maybe i okay, i don't know i have a question about the curtains again <laughs> okay okay did shannon ask the same thing in the chat did the curtains <laughs> change back to the original ones so no what <laughs> no permanently different curtains like I swear to God I moved into this house with curtains specifically for her room that matched her room everything and then they were they were like I don't even know what the fabric is but they were like a dull navy blue fabric and the reason that I noticed they were different was because they were silky black curtains did you ever find your original curtains anywhere? No, no, my li- original curtains were gone. Curtains? Well, and changing curtains is like a pain. Right? <laughs> it's not just something you like do really fast. Like it's like a, I'm short. Like, well, and that's why I think I was thinking that somebody kept on breaking in, but like literally there were no signs of a break in anywhere. I had so many people come check. I had the police there multiple times, and like there were no signs of anything. Nothing was stolen. Like nothing was really like totally moved around. Oh, the other thing that happened, uh, I forgot about this. Like around the same time, all this stuff was happening. I had a collage wall, like of pictures of our family. And on this wall, like there was a cross and then there were, um, like these little things that said like faith and this and that. And like the faith one, like was off the wall when I got home one day and was like all the way underneath the couch. Ooh. Oh my gosh. 
Whatever was in your house was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So I have no idea. The decks. Well, it feels like there's messages. Like, why were all the birds at the doors? Is that a thing? I I don't know. Like, I've tried to look it up and I haven't ever been able to find anything on it. But that's why I thought my ex husband was like screwing with me, was because I was like, he knows I hate birds. And like, it was not a pretty divorce at that time. Like, things are fine now. But I was like, oh, he's like messing with me. Like, he's coming and like doing this on purpose. But there was like no possible way. Like, the gate was always locked. So somebody would have had to climb over our gate and walk like a half mile to get to the house. Yeah. You change my curtains and I'm going to go insane. Like, and you're like, nothing happened. Like I would, I would literally lose my mind. I don't know. Yeah. It was terrifying. And like on this property we were renting at the time. So like my landlord lived on the property. Like I could see his house from our house and you had to pass his house to like come onto our property. So between that and like all the dogs, somebody actually coming in would have been very, very unlikely because there was only one entrance into the property. There wasn't any other way to get on it. Right. And also just what a bizarre move to change the curtains. I can understand someone coming in and stealing curtains. Right. Maybe. <laughs> but to change them out and yeah. leave, leave new curtains. Yeah. Like, that is just this is maybe the scariest detail of a story I've ever heard. I'll never do Well, and this. like, I, we started thinking <laughs> at one point, like, because the area where we were living at the time, like, is surrounded by reservation. So like, and part of it used to be reservation. So a lot of times, like, there's some really scary stories that are like associated with like people seeing things and people experiencing things and like people messing with Ouija boards and like stuff going mm. really, really bad. It makes me wonder, like, given how much paranormal stuff is just happening in in the area, if there's like maybe this weird glitch or portal, or even if it is kind of like thinking about alternate timelines if like maybe you just kind of got a little wrinkle of an alternate timeline and switched curtains with your other self and now that other version of yourself is also very confused crazy enough like probably i think it's i don't know probably about 30 miles south of where we are living there is what they believe is a portal like it is a rock formation and like there are stories of people like going there and walking through it and never seeing them again. Or like there's times where you can actually walk up to it and like you can hear like Indians on horseback or like things from like a different time, like standing next to the rock that like are unexplained. My gosh. Sarah, in your your, uh, podcast Disappearances, do you ever cover cases like this where it's just people that that go missing without a trace kind of like in the wilderness yeah so I've covered a few cases of people going missing in the wilderness where it's like they're just gone there's no trace of them anywhere um so it definitely happens I mean I think nature itself is kind of haunted if you will like there's there's a lot of crazy Mm -hmm. stuff that happens and especially in the desert like the desert is a is a scary place that's not meant to like sustain life so uh, it's yeah, it's wild out here. Yeah, I'm ready for whatever creepy stuff might happen to us in this new house because we just bought a home um, in December and we back up to state trust land, but like a mile to, I guess it would be the east of us, um, is all reservation. And like, there's basically no travel between in the state trust land that's behind us and between it and the reservation. So it's, you know, Kelsey, normally the sound of wind chimes is peaceful, but with you telling these dark stories and hearing them in the background, well, it is anything but. I feel like this is the beginning of deliverance. I like to think that this is the good wind chime. It's my commemorative wind chime for my dog that passed away last September. So every time it goes, I like to think that he's here with me. I talked to a medium right after he passed and um, it was kind of crazy. Some of the stuff she told me. So I feel like he's around. So hopefully the wing shine is a good thing. That's the only wing shine that's going off. And I have three others out here. So yeah, he wanted yeah. to be on the stream. He's like, he like, I'm here too, mom. <laughs> Talk about me. Oh, yeah. What a sweet. Yeah. You're naming all the pets. Oh, yeah. He was, well, Kelsey, he was my sweet boy. Thank you so much for sharing these stories. Um, yeah. I won't be sleeping <laughs> tonight. 
<laughs> you will be checking your curtains. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have sewing trackers into my curtains, <laughs> air tags, Take and all pictures. of them. Pictures. <laughs> Take pictures, so nobody says you're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I have a video of my daughter when we asked her like what it was, and her talking about the man um, somewhere. So I need to find it and then try and email it to you. Yeah, and keep us posted on your on your new property, your new house. Let us know if anything happens. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to definitely get on on a creepy kid episode because oh. I have. Uh, for sure. Yeah, I have a four-year-old that's probably the creepiest kid that I've ever been around. Like, <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah. it's a favorite topic, so we'll definitely have one of those <laughs> yeah. coming up soon. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> thank you, Kelsey. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. <sighs> New fear unlocked. The items that you select and you put so much thought into decorating your home just go missing. And then there's like dark energy around you while you're flustered about your curtains. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you got me thinking about like parallel universes and stuff. And yeah, I mean, there's a, there was a lot that was going on. I know. Well, (laughs) Arizona. Oh, don't remind me. (laughs) (laughs) We do though. We have like all the portals, like you can go up to Sedona and go in the vortexes and stuff. Like there's, there's a lot here. I've just never really indulged in it, but now I think I have to, now I'm like invigorated to, you know, go to all these ghost towns and stuff we have. I've never been. Right. It's your it's your state. You gotta explore all of the haunted places you have to offer. Yeah. Exactly. Sabrina and I will come visit and then we'll do them all together. Come do it. Come do it. I okay, so I did post one thing that happened in the desert on TikTok and people couldn't figure out what it was. So I was I'll make it really oh. quick. I was hiking and I was like surrounded by flies, like viciously surrounded by flies for like at least a mile. And it's like I don't think it was like I smelt bad or anything. At least I don't know. like it was. And then when I got home, <laughs> there were still more flies like surround and they were like aggressive. Like I took a video of it and put it on TikTok because they were like aggressively flying at me. I don't know what that is. People told me that it's like you have a bad person in your life. I don't, I heard everything. Um, but yeah, so I can confirm that the, the desert's a little sketchy. Oh, I'm curious. I am okay. If we don't get an answer in this chat tonight because we do have a lot of people that are like practicing spiritualists and witches and and whatnot but if no one offers up like a explanation i'll ask in our discord and actually why don't i copy the link in here too for people to join the discord um but there's a lot of people that uh, would probably have the answer in our discord as to what that Mm. is so i'll ask on behalf of you sarah thank you i'm i'm terrified and excited yeah I mean, this is kind of a dark thought, but initially I was thinking, <laughs> no, I don't want to say it. Never mind. <laughs> well, I was just thinking like, what if there was something... Okay, let me back up. I heard a fact that there's a cereal that this, the one of the chemicals in the cereal is the same chemical that is basically secreted by ants when they die. And so when ants oh. accident, I think it was like Lucky Charms when, or tricks. Oh, someone just said it was trick cereal. But when they like walk through that cereal or something, all of the other ants will come bury their dead on top of that cereal. Or if they start to smell like that cereal, they smell like what a dead ant is. And so the other living ants try to bury them because they think that they're like basically half dead. Like they're like zombie ants. And so it made me wonder because flies are often a sign of something in the desert being deceased if there was some sort of like weird scent or marking that you had walked through unknowingly and to the flies they thought you were a meal maybe i mean it's possible like the thing is i go so i'm not adventurous right and i'm not a good true crime person because i go on the same path every single time every single day i hike um and i've never seen anything like that i've never seen that many flies i've never seen them be so aggressive i didn't see any like dead animals because that's what I was looking for I was like is something dead like what is going on but they they followed me for like right. legit like half a mile it was unreal like I was like texting my friends I took all these videos I was like I'm scared um I don't know what it was but I'm determined that it was something strange oh. and it could just be science that would be neat too yeah I mean hopefully we find the answer <laughs> for you <laughs> but otherwise that's that's very scary and you were alone yeah I was alone I'm sorry. I mean, no, I wasn't. Every time I hike, I go with armed guards just in case anybody's in Phoenix. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we always, come on, we all have weapons within arms, reach Things we can use for potential attackers. Um, okay, Marcus, we'll end 
this uh, episode tonight, but we do do this every single Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So please come back next week and raise your hand if you have a spooky tale. Hi, Marcus. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. I am so nervous. I am like fangirling fangirling right now. (laughs) Oh, no worries. Wow. So I've been listening to your podcast for like a month, roughly, if that. I'm on episode like 39, and I bounced between the first, the newest episode, and the go to where I left off. So, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm on episode, yeah, episode 39. But I tell you what, we were talking about the Black Eyed Kid episode and saying he was from Portland. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that gave me goosebumps. I'm like, that's close to home. I don't think so. <laughs> Wait, but you haven't seen a black eyed kid, right? No, 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 no. But um, my story—I feel like I had somewhat connection to entities of some sort since I was kind of like I—I I would hear like voices like saying my name. It happened very little. Like when I was a kid, I'd like you know, like night of someone saying my name, and I was like, yeah, that's weird. And uh, other than that, uh, being a truck driver, you see all kinds of stuff. Not all paranormal. Oh my gosh, I'm sure you see a ton. Yeah, well, I, yeah. when I first started driving a truck, I, I drove cross-country. And the most eeriest area, I can tell you, was on this lone highway in Arizona. And every probably 10 minutes or so, 10 miles, there'd be like a little like rest area with that's lit up, lit up, and I was like, I'm gonna get abducted. I kind of like, <laughs> I can tell you that. But anyway, shout out to Laura. Yes, I don't know if we're related, just saying. Anyway, I know. Yeah, you guys and have the same name. There's actually a professional wrestler yeah. that wrestles for like AEW. I don't know if you're, we think he might be related because I actually have family in North Carolina and I have family from Iowa that. We originated from Iowa and then came here in Oregon. And I just recently found out that we had family in North Carolina. So that's cool. Oh, wow. You know what? I love to think that we're like the new version of 23andMe where people just tell ghost stories and, and figure out that they're actually related to fellow people in the in the chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Sabrina. I was hoping to say hi to you too, but we got Corinne, which is just as good. <laughs> yeah, Sabrina's living her best life. I'm totally jealous. I am very jealous I through her. I would love Instagram. to go to Italy, honestly. Just something, you know. But, um, yeah, she was in Italy. She did Spain, Portugal. She's just popping around. Yeah. Europe makes it just so easy to travel. So oh, yeah. she's living, living life the European way right now. And what's funny, this is actually the first time I've been on this little show you got on Spotify and you choose me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like something's guided me here. Because I've sent you, I've, I've actually oh, I sent you that. three emails about one of the stories I'm going to tell you. But I have three uh, encounters I really remember. I've sent you emails from sarge6690 iCloud.com. You see that in your email. And then there's my three encounters and I changed the description to two girls or excuse me, a demon, two little girls and a UFO. Oh my gosh. Wait. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to steal a couple of these to, to, um, tell on the encounters episode, but can you tell us the UFO one right here on Campfire Stories? I'm hoping to do the the evil one because the the UFO one is like 2.5 seconds. Okay. Then do the evil one. Anyway, um, but I did wanted to say something. I actually thought, because I know you brought Jason on here, the medium, and I was actually wanting to figure out if I could mm-hmm. somehow to get to talk to him because I've been curious about some things. Like, I had a dream a while ago, a little while ago, about my uncle camp coming to me in like a dream. Like, we never like talked or anything. We was like sitting on a couch, and the dream wasn't very long, but I never met him. He committed suicide before I was born, unfortunately. And I had a grandpa pass away. And I was kind of curious if maybe they are around me or if maybe they are in, at peace. You know, I don't And I've never, I'm so, sorry, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> but, uh, oh, great. And uh, 
and actually your That's podcast okay. it's inspired me to try to create my, my own i don't know if you see my picture kind of it's in a work in progress not booted up or anything but anyway to get my story started uh back in 2009 i started yeah, uh oh yes marcus yeah, I can, hear you. can you hear us oh Okay, there was a really loud noise. I was like, oh, great. Is there spiritual interference? But uh-huh. I think we can hear you. That better not be. That's a no problem. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but back in 2009, I got my first job working at a mill. And that mill, I found out later, was haunted. But I don't know how my shadow creature came. Demon. It latched itself to me. It sum it up. It followed me to work. And I don't know how it came to be, but I didn't mess around with that thing. And anyway, how I knew it was there is one night I was sleeping and I woke up to my cat hissing at something like, because he sleeps on my neck. He was like hardcore hissing. Mm -hmm. I woke up and there is this giant shadow creature with big horns, wings, and it like, laid itself on to me and like I felt like it tried to crush me. Anyway, I revert I referred to Psalms twenty three, the Lord is my shepherd, and it, it left. You know, it, it left. And Good. Uh, and I don't know I, it was the time of my life I was kind of depressed and I know a couple of the podcasts you say when you're depressed and down on your love, you can be open to things that come and torment you, if you will. And uh, after that night, I talked to my dad a little bit. He's kind of a skeptic, but when it comes to demons, he's a believer. He doesn't believe in ghosts or spirits or anything like that. Because our religion believes that the dead are dead. They're, They're sleeping. They can't come out. I am not like that. I, my mom's side has had experiences. And my, part of my dad's family has had experiences. Like, even I have a cousin who cut through a haunted house that was on an Indian burial ground, and my cousins dug up Indian artifacts. But that's all another story. I can email that one to you if you would like me to. For in- Okay, uh, else. And yeah, I, totally. I, can, I have lots of stories from other family members too. So you want me to email those to you as well? But anyway, yeah, I got a hold of a pastor, and we 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 talked for a little bit, and then we prayed, and then what I after he left, I and I said, Jesus name. You are not welcome here. You won't be gone. And I've never heard from it since. And I no longer live at the that residence. I actually live in uh, a town outside Eugene, Oregon. And other than that, I'm a happy guy now. Not anything to do deal with that anymore. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I've been actually going through, like, watching, like, scary movies and stuff, like, a lot of it. It's very fascinating, I'm, and you know, growing up, I've always been fascinated with like Nessie, the Loch Ness monster. I was like, but tell my grandpa when yes. I was younger, let's go to Lake Loch Ness and see. Was like, mm-hmm. he's like, that's too far away, grandson. And I didn't realize where it was. And years later, I found out that it was in Scotland. <laughs> and you know, and I love that movie Water Horse. That movie is great. Sheds in the sight on that movie time, what happens. But that's my. Well, it sounds like the paranormal and the spirit realm is kind of calling yeah. to you a bit. And yeah. I'm glad that you're a little bit yeah. more open to oh, it, yeah. too, and enjoy watching the movies and hearing the stories, even though, you know, it sounds like you yourself have experienced stuff that's quite spooky and a lot of it. Um, but I'm glad to hear that, you know, like the banishing and, and saying, things that the bring in your religion and your beliefs to help to protect you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like, like I was saying, I like to somehow get a hold of Jason 
to just see if maybe somebody comes forward. Yeah. Okay, Marcus, um, before we let you go, Jason did say in the chat that he is listening and to reach out to him. So Jason is in the Discord, and I know that on our Discord channel, a lot of times people join there after and tell kind of extend the campfire stories on there and tell stories with one another. And Jason oftentimes is um, in there as well and is open to you reaching out and, and happy to help you there. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. awesome. Well, it was thank really you so nice much, Marcus. Yeah, you too. I'm so glad that, that you started listening. Thanks. And that you, you got to speak yeah. here and you joined here. And I hope that you yeah. come back again next yeah, well, week. What's yeah, what's funny is I actually heard about yours on Avery After Dark. It was a commercial. I was like, oh, I'm checking this out because they, oh. them two girls sound like <laughs> they just have lots of fun. So I just looked you up and I was like, and I've been hooked ever since. Oh my God, I love it. Thank you. See, commercials work. Yes. They work. Good marketing. <laughs> yes. yes. Great feedback. Thank you, Marcus. Have a good one. Safe drive. Yeah. Thanks, Marcus. Be safe. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty. Sarah, do you think you're going to sleep tonight or? Um, no, but I'm definitely taking pictures of my curtains. <laughs> like all the curtains. I know we need to just, you need like a binder of every item in your house. Figure out exactly. <laughs> I'm going to like send it to you. Yeah. Like, here, take it just in case. Just in case anything <laughs> happens, please come check my curtains. I know. Well, I would be curious too. There's a lot of people that have, you know, home surveillance cameras in multiple rooms in their houses. I wonder what sort of things just change without us knowing that are just slightly askew, you know, like mm. that, where you're like, until you look up yeah. close, you don't really realize it's different. Oh, I would never notice. I'm that person that's like, has that crack always been there? And then my partner's like, yeah, it's been there for like 10 years. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I would never oh notice. God. I'm the worst. Easiest to haunt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easiest to haunt. Well, it sounds like you do have a, <laughs> a few little hauntings with you. So I think so. Oh my I gosh, think so. Well, Sarah, thank you for for hopping on and listening and co-hosting this with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Yeah, this is fun. Thanks to everybody for sharing their spooky stories and for joining us. Sarah, do you want to plug your your shows and whatever plug whatever you want right now? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I do true crime, but I would love if you guys. Uh, There's so much crossover hey, I, though. You know, we all listen to true crime. Is. There is. And there were people familiar with my story in the chat. I saw you guys. So thank you. But um, yeah, if you want to listen to Voices for Justice or Disappearances on Spotify, I would love that. I try to do ethical true crime, um, but I'm also fun because I come and do things like this. So um, I would love if you came and checked me out. And you're on TikTok. I would love your TikTok. That's I where I am on TikTok. You. Oh, I love that though. Yeah, I have a million followers over on TikTok, which is unreal. Um, so you can come join me over there too. I'm very sassy over there. <laughs> I am. I'm like the sassiest on TikTok. It's my favorite. I know you are. You're always the first video that comes up too on my For You page. Oh, I love that. Good. So I think I've seen every video <laughs> you've ever created because it's always first. Oh, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. Yeah, the sass factor is dialed up over there, but it, I love uh, it. Love it. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, So Sabrina and I normally do a sign off. We say, we will see you on the other side. Do you want to say it with me, Sarah, to close it out? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. We will see you, see you on the other, other side. side. Thank you. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks again for listening. Here's a reminder that you can catch Campfire Stories live on Spotify every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And if you want to join the conversation or share your ghost stories with us, just download the Spotify Live app available in the App Store now and sign up for free. You can even use your Spotify login. Easy. Every Tuesday, we're chatting with you about all the ghostly and spooky encounters and haunted happenings that leave us shivering at night and unable to sleep, hence the campfire. So download Spotify live for free today and follow Campfire Stories to get notified every time we light the fire. We cannot wait to hear your ghost stories. Uh-huh.